This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We are live in Surprise, Arizona for Texas Rangers spring training, the defending world champions. Now, you will notice... Corey has departed yeah. just for now. He is on a mission. Is it a top secret mission, or do we tell everybody the mission before we get into Ezekiel Duran talk? You are the leader of the pack. You tell me. <laughs> All right. You're the gold chain per- harness. Gold harness. Okay. All right. So, I, and I hope people dig this, is what we really wanted to do is we're hoping we're going to have Josh Young on later in the show is get a special baseball for Peaceathon where all the people who come up to the come up into the uh, broadcast booth, which is where we're at, just overlooking home plate at Surprise Stadium, and autograph a baseball that we can auction off for yeah. Peaceathon and for my possibilities. And so Corey has gone off on a mission to get the process started on that. So good for him. Top secret mission that I guess I yeah, just, it's not secret anymore. I guess I just told everybody about yeah. it. All right, Ezekiel Duran. Yes, I I would like to talk about his potential and what you can realistically hope and think to get out of him. Because the first half of the season last year, I feel like we were all super stoked about yes. Ezekiel Duran. He was hitting 308 on base, 344 across the 70 games before the All-Star break. Clearly, you had some time you had to help out with Corey Seager and other injuries. You saw him all around the field. After word 226 batting average with a 296 on base percentage so a sharp drop to be certain do you view Ezekiel Duran I'm not just saying on this team I just mean in general do you look at Ezekiel Duran and you think that is an everyday major league player yes okay I, I really do I think he's good enough now the tough thing is is there a spot on the Texas Rangers for him to be an everyday player no there is not when the team is healthy Ezekiel Duran cannot play every day on the Texas Rangers in the field. On 20 out of the 30 major league teams, if he went across the field to the Kansas City Royals, he would play every day on the Kansas City Royals. As long as he was healthy and available for 162 games, he would play 140-plus of them at a position for the Kansas City Royals. And so I I guess that's that's my question then is, 
how do you maximize what he can do with this team? Like, let's assume we're not sending him across the field to the Royals. How do you maximize that with this team? Because I, I realize the most logical answer is, well, if somebody gets injured, he can step in. Is there any other way that you see that we can, like, construct a more defined role for him? Designated hitter. Okay. Is the only spot that I can see him being kind of an everyday guy. Now, I was thinking, I've been thinking a lot about Ezekiel Duran over these last couple weeks. And remember, we were talking last week about Wyatt Lankford and his possible role as playing three different outfield spots yep. randomly and then playing DH randomly yeah. four to five days a week, possibly. Yeah. When Ezekiel Duran was at his best with the Texas Rangers, he played one position only, his most comfortable position and that was shortstop. And think about how well he hit. Then when you had Corey Seager come back, and without a doubt, like that's Corey Seager's spot. Corey Seager almost won the MVP with missing yes. like eight weeks of the yes. year. When he started having to move to third base, to left field, to DH, and then randomly go all the way around the place. I remember at the All-Star break, I, got to, I was lucky enough to be with the team in Washington and cover the National Series television-wise. Which helped uh, clear the way for what's now happening. Yeah. Is Ezekiel Duran before the games, on, especially on Sunday, because there was early work. Nobody's taking batting practice on the field. He went out there and worked his butt off with Tony Beasley at shortstop and at second base and a little bit at third. So it's not easy. The only way, and I know people get mad. Again, not all people, but there's a few people that get mad at me. The reason that I compare at times baseball to football is I know that our audience watches football all the time. I know that our audience, I don't know what the percentage is, doesn't pay attention to baseball or watch baseball very much. So I try to compare it to the sport that I know you're watching a lot of. And I'm going to compare him to a future Hall of Famer. And I do not think Ezekiel Duran is going to make the Hall of Fame in Major League Baseball. I'm going to compare him to Zach Martin. Okay. One of the best offensive linemen in the game today. If I asked... Uh, Zach Martin, who would be best at handling this, you are going to play – he plays uh, left guard or right guard? Right guard. Right guard, thank you. He plays right guard the first three weeks of the season. Then I move him to right tackle for a game. Then the next game I move him to left tackle. Then the next two games I move him to left guard. Then I play him at center for a game. Then I move him back to his natural position where he really is thrives the most at right guard for a game. But then I move him to right tackle for a game because that's where I need him for that game. Now, how tough would that be on yeah. one of the greatest offensive linemen in the history of the game, a, a future Hall of Famer? Think about that from a football perspective, how difficult that is. And I know that the ball's not hit to you every inning. And you're not, you have to block. Every time the ball is snapped, I get you have to block. Whether it's run or pass, you have to block. Sometimes the ball doesn't find you. But Ezekiel Duran is having to work. Think about this. He's having to work with Beasley in the infield. I'm sorry I'm forgetting the outfield coaches, uh, the defensive outfield coach for the Rangers. But then he has to go out to left field. And he has to work during batting practice at times on reading the ball in the outfield. Then he has to go over uh, how do all the walls play. Every wall's different in Major League Baseball. So is it going to be a fence wall like it is here? Some places it's a fence wall. Is it going to be a padded wall? Are there going to be different angles like Houston where the ball's going to be a little bit different? So when you start taking all that in and then he starts struggling at the plate, He's having to learn all the outfields from left field. He's having to learn second base, shortstop, and third base because he never knows where he's going to kind of get his time in. And then he's struggling at the plate, and he needs to maybe spend a little bit of extra time on his plate discipline, and that is struggling. So 
that is always the tough part that it's tough to explain but maybe people don't understand when a guy starts slumping and you're throwing them around all these defensive positions at an early age it can be difficult one of one of the things that i was looking into in terms of statistical breakdown is and this was interesting to me when you were talking about level of focus and having to adjust when Ezekiel Duran was a DH last year, mm-hmm. he hit 266. That's solid. When he was a shortstop, 291. Okay. On base percentage, when he's a DH, 294. When he's a shortstop, 354. So there is a very clear yeah. improvement at the plate when he's playing shortstop. This is when you're in your early to mid-20s. Going and playing designated hitter is not fun. You sit there like us. And you watch the game for two hours and 30 minutes. And for about 10 minutes out of the 240, you get to be part of the game. Literally, you're not going in the field. So when your guy's pitching, you might be getting some some, uh, front toss. You might be taking a few swings off of the tee. You know, you might be looking at the video and just seeing what the guy did against you uh, the previous at bat. So... But you're not in the game at all. You're not engaged in the game at all. It takes some time to figure out, how do I stay engaged in this game, even though I'm not actually even playing in this game? I just get to randomly go up four times tonight and get in at bat. It's really tough to do. Uh, Ezekiel Duran got some experience with that last year. Hopefully he can improve on that, because really, when you look at this Ranger team, besides Seager and Young or Simeon getting hurt, He's not going to see left field this year. I would assume I mean, when not. You, when you now see Wyatt Lankford might yeah. start the year in AAA, as soon as somebody gets hurt, he's coming up and playing every day. Jankowski did a great job in, uh, filling in, and you know that when the ball's hit his way and it's supposed to be caught, he's going to make that defensive play. So there's really not room in left field anymore for him to thrive. Now they have Foscue working at first base. So I don't know this, but if Nate Lowe needs a day off, I think it's going to be Foscue playing first base. So Ezekiel Duran on this team is going to have to figure out how do I stay engaged with this game, get that shortstop offensive production from the DH role. Now, Corey, I revealed to the world your top secret mission. Okay. How, how, how's it looking? Great. Okay. As a matter of fact, unfortunately, I wasn't able to procure the baseballs immediately. Yes. But I was told by our our man in charge, our connection, uh, that when Mike heads back there to go check stuff out behind behind the scenes, he can go ahead and grab, he can talk to our guy and get two of them. Uh, And so that'll be the, that's the mission. Looking really forward to this. I think it's, I'm sorry, I'm I'm still kind of trying to float here around it so I can say as much as I want to about this. Uh, I, I revealed what we were doing. My goal, my hope here, Kevin, is to not only us, but also G-Bag to, to whoever get whatever guests they might have roll through, uh, if they could do that too. Because that would be a very unique item uh, to auction off that I think a lot of people would be really excited about. Absolutely. Now, can we talk a little baseball, fantasy yep. football payoff? Yes, but real quick, I am optimistic about Ezekiel Duran. Okay. I do think okay, he good. can have a very positive impact on this team he has a lot of talent and like i said for the majority of major league teams they would love to have ezekiel duran as an everyday player and that's so, why i'm just and maybe you use him as trade bait in july if you have to i'm not saying you you trade him, but and that's what i go back to is because he is so valuable it's a great luxury to have on this team but if you see a gaping hole elsewhere are you like 
man, I love Ezekiel Duran, but we're going to have to bite the bullet to try to plug that hole. No, it's 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 a tremendous thing to have. I was so surprised by this pop. I just – and I, maybe I'll discuss this. I didn't know he had that. Whenever he, it happened, I was like, hold on, you don't just find this in a trade like this. I know we, you traded Joey Gallo away for it, but – you don't just find a player that can do what he's doing. It was almost having like like having a mini Adolis out there at times. And then it went away from him just because, I don't know if it was he got aggress- too aggressive or just careless. I don't know which one of those two things it was, but you know the pop is there. And that's something that, I mean, everybody's looking for. He can get on base. He has speed. There's a lot of great qualities in that player. Now, as long as we're talking baseball, I thought this story was really funny. Tim Mesa. Plays for the Toronto Blue Jays. Jose Mesa's. Oh, I think I saw this story. Okay. I was watching MLB Network, and they were showing him do something. I'll let you now and, say it. And it's no, awesome. Corey, I do not believe he's related to Jose Mesa. They spent, <laughs> they spell their last names very differently. So he finished dead last in their fantasy football league, and he finished 4-10. and 10. So what the Blue Jays came up with as a punishment for a spring training game, they made him a custom jersey that had his last name, but instead of a number, it said 4-10. I saw that, yeah. And then he had to serve as the bat boy for the first three innings awesome. in what turned out to be a 14-13 to 13 game. Yeah. So I imagine those innings were not short. He was lucky that it, it, during that part of the game, it didn't get out of hand. As okay, the game it was the later, it yeah. Hand, but he's sprinting to get the bats and then bring the balls to the umpire. Some things that you just don't pay attention to because the umpire waits till it's a foul ball. And then the bat boy sprints to the umpire with four baseballs to put in his pocket. So when there's a foul ball, it's just easily throw him a new one and keep going. But he was running and they made him go get like, um, you know, if they got to first base and they were taking off their elbow guard or whatever, but he was running around. <clears throat> and honestly, I would say having a blast because his teammates were loving it, and he was engaged in the game. He had something to do during the game, and then he got interviewed like in the third or fourth inning, and they were throwing sunflower seeds at him while he was getting interviewed. But that is a good punishment for uh, being last place in your fantasy team if you're on a Major League Baseball team. Is the clubby making that jersey? How how does that jersey get? You you tell the PR, whether it's a Rich Rice or John Blake, or you just say, hey, when we get to spring training, we need a jersey with 4-10 on there. And PR guy, Kevin, you know, is like, man, that's going to make headlines. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's funny, you get different perspectives from the players. So Danny Jansen was asked, what's the breakdown of why this loss came to pass? And he goes, I think he was the champ of the league. Yes, he was. Yeah. And he said he's not willing to trade. He's not willing to trade or willing to change. I was trying to get Tyreek Hill for weeks, maybe even a month. But then he said, Tim's the commissioner, and he lost his own league. But then we go to Tim, Mm. who he had a different perspective, as your window might fall, is Danny likes to do this. He finished in last place last year, and when he saw I was eliminated, he was trying to get Tyreek at a discount. So I'm not trying to make a mockery of this league. And so he goes, he's mad because I wouldn't trade him Tyreek Hill for nothing. I wanted a fair trade offer. And then the guy who won is the guy who finished last last year. So Danny was last mm. last year. Now he won. And now Tim, who is Tim Meza, who is the commissioner of the league, finished last, had to be the bat boy. I agree with you. I thought it did look like a blast. It was awesome. He was mad during the interview as they were throwing seeds at him. He goes, 
this league, I had the second most points, but finished in last place, you know. So ah, you, you, the lament of everyone who's that? ever lost at yeah. fantasy sports. Can you sports? imagine seeing Max Scherzer running around as ball boy or, or like DeGrom and Evaldi running around out there, you know, uh, picking up bats and stuff? That would be really fun. <laughs> I, I So, yeah, I just thought that was super fun. Now, I don't know if it's as fun as last year when mm. Mike convinced the grounds crew person to let him ride around, can't buy me love him. stuff. It looks like the same guy. That's your Doesn't guy. It? Yeah, I think so, that's him. Now, he's been busy, and he's wearing, you, uh, you know, Kansas City Royals gear today. You remember his name? Buddy. Okay. I bet if you did remember his name, he'd be like, hey. Yeah. It was a common name. It was like Steve or Matt or something <laughs> like that. So, you basically, you have no idea <laughs> no is what I'm hearing. It was but it was not a – it wasn't like, a, oh, your name's like – let's for instance, Ladanian Tomlinson. I've never met a Ladanian in my life, but – that would be something you remember. Not common, yes. You'd be like, oh, okay. Um, but I don't remember. I really name. hope his name now is Ladanian. And you're like, how the can crap we go did back to YouTube? That? Like, there has to be a way that we can pull up the interview. And I bet Carter can make that happen oh. for us. And then we'll find the guy's find name. Way to I'll... give Carter more stuff to do. Right? <laughs> He's not doing anything yeah. right now. He's oh hanging gosh. out and eating Waterburger with Alec <laughs> off of Mike's chair, from what I see on the Twitch. What? Oh That's oh what the Twitch goodness. is saying, Alec, that There's they're Waterburger? eating Waterburger on Mike's chair. There are no cameras it. on me. These are false allegations. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Kansas. They have Waterburger out here. Okay, yes, they do. It's time to eat. Hey, let's focus Sonic on the show here. for now. Mm, good. Good. Coming up next. Who's on the hot seat? Shut up. It's time for Gridiron Gravy. The NFL Combine is here, and the news is already rolling in. We'll do that next right here on 105. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fight through the fan. Four-man rush on third and 25. Out of the pocket, McCarthy keeps the play alive. Long throw across the field. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We are live from Surprise in Arizona at Texas Rangers Spring Training. By the way, thank you so very much to the Tolos, the Twolos, Carter, and the YouTubers who have done the research. And we believe with great certainty that the grounds crew person's name from last year was Jake, so much so that while he was in the midst of a conversation, Mike yelled down through the window, hey, Jake. <laughs> and so I don't think he got his attention. Well, he was in the middle of a conversation. I know. talking yeah. about the ground. Sure, and how much they paid for all that dirt. Mm -hmm. So we or are maybe they stole it, oh like my Mike gosh. suggested. We are going to work on that, but also John Gray 
is starting a game on the backfields for the Texas Rangers. And so Mike is making his way down there to hopefully get us some insight. And if you're curious, I know we talked about this last week before we headed out, but essentially it is like a giant little league complex in the back almost, you know? I'm not kidding about that, where there are, I don't know, 15 fields back there and it's split up between the Rangers and the Royals. But there's like a couple of metal bleachers at some of the spots and other ones, people just stand by the fence and everything because it's, you don't get access for everyone back there. And it is really cool because you'll see major leaguers, minor leaguers for both, both organizations spread out. And on the backfields is a cool thing where like, let's say I know Corey Seager's still making his way back, but let's say you wanted him to get a couple of bats. You could be like, Hey, we're going to have him hit in the first inning in the second inning and in the third inning. And everyone's like, sounds good. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of go from there. So you're able to make some tweaks to get the specific, thing that you're working on so with john gray starting obviously he will be hopefully a part of your starting rotation is we're going to have mike out there to see what he sees you know a couple things about john gray is one the dude the dude's very thoughtful he had he put a lot of thought into what he needed to do whenever his opportunity was there yep uh and mike mike will tell you this all the time when you watch he has the best stuff he can have the best stuff on this team uh, it's just whether or not those thoughtful thoughts are positive for him. And when he overthinks it instead of just throwing, that's what it, that's that's one of the things I think is the biggest factor for him is overthinking. Uh, but when he gets on the mound and just lets it go, he trusts himself, he trusts his stuff, that's when he's at his best. So that's the version we're hoping to get. And, Kevin, I just saw this from Jared Sandler, Jacob deGrom update. We saw him this morning. If a guy is throwing a bullpen, Jacob is there watching to show support. Everybody last year, he says right here, Everybody, all the teammates last year said Jacob Negrom as a teammate is phenomenal. That's uh, awesome. And he's one of those guys. He'll be back on the mound soon. But right now, just kind of hanging around watching bullpens. And, that's, uh, and Jared did throw out the, no matter what the New York media says, he's a great teammate. Oh, you know how Jared likes to take salty. shots. So, there you go. Right now, what say we go to Mike mm. on the phone. Mike. Are you on the backfields? Do you have us? What do you see? Well, right now I'm headed over to Charlie Pride Field. Um, it looks like Jose LeClerc is throwing live to hitters here. Uh, it's a lefty. I'm trying to see Bochi is over here watching. So all the main guys are watching over here. I was watching Jack Leiter play catch with Cody Bradford uh, just a minute ago, and they were working on their stuff in the outfield. So we got LeClerc facing. I'm getting all the way over so I can see how much, who's hey Mike, how different? Yeah. How different is your stuff whenever you're throwing flat ground versus mound? And, like, how much can you get off of that? You're working more mechanically on flat ground. The other thing, too, is you don't have the hill yeah. to really push you down. So you're making sure that your legs are engaged and you're not just letting the mound, like, kind of make you kind of fall down the mound or push down. But, um, you know, what's interesting, too, is – how much technology they have. Obviously, they have what is called the track man. So yeah. they got video and everything right now. And if a dude hit a line drive kind of back at LeClerc, it would really take care of a $1,000 video machine that they would have to replace. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's good to know that that's going on out there right now. You said you saw Jack Leiter doing his thing. Uh, and you talked to him this morning, right? I did. I said hello to him, and, and uh, he said, nice to meet you, which made me feel great that he didn't remember me. And I was like, hey, I've, we've met before. I was like, I played with your dad when you were like two years old. 
Well, we also had him up here yeah. in the booth last year. Like we literally had him up here last year. So maybe, maybe that that is always a weird. Do you remind them that you've met before? Not really. I'm sure they meet yeah. a lot, a lot of people. So no. Yeah, I do have I do have breaking news here. Uh, uh, right now, Leclerc is facing Nate Lowe. Nate Lowe is batting right-handed. So what? after last year, he decided to go right-handed for a couple at ba- for a couple uh, you know pitches there. I don't know if he's if like Nate Lowe is just up there having fun for Leclerc's sake, or maybe yeah. he's practicing he just getting right. <laughs> he did get in there right-handed. Leclerc obviously needed to throw a couple pitchers against a righty, so he got in there right-handed. He did not swing the bat. Oh, okay, okay. All right. All right. man, yeah. I, I felt the, like we were going to have some bombshells. So that was that was Charlie Pride Field, and now at Nolan Ryan Field, the umpires have showed up, and they are getting ready for the John Gray. Uh, start. It looks like Spores is throwing a bullpen right now, uh, and I think John Gray is getting ready to start his game. Great, outstanding, outstanding. What are you what, at this point, Kevin? What do you think we're expecting out of John Gray? Is it all fastballs? Does he throw all his meaty stuff right now? What are you looking I at? I would think he would be working on off-speed stuff as okay. opposed to just the fastball, but. Who the hell knows? They won the world championship. I trust them. Do whatever he wants right now. That's a good-ass point. All right. While you give us these updates, how about we also work in a little gridiron gravy? Mm. And we start with, well, we said this was going to be the case, but over the weekend, the Bengals did officially put the franchise tag on T. Higgins. So we will see how it develops from there. But, yes, he officially got franchise tag. We played the clip of J.J. McCarthy. The combine starts today. Now, I realize the individual drills and everything, I think, get going on Thursday. But there's a lot of other stuff happening today and interviews and folks checking in and everything like that. And you're also getting a lot of lots of updates. J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix have all said that they will throw during the combine. I saw Lou Riddick the other day talking about uh – CJ Stroud and and he was like there's he threw last year was amazing why why wouldn't you throw it doesn't make any sense not to throw well so the argument for some is because for example Caleb Williams said he's gonna wait until his pro day to throw and work out for scouts I just wonder if he views it as what am I possibly going to gain? Am I going to be more than number one pick? I get it with number one. I, I, I but for everybody that. else, yeah, I understand number one. Sometimes you're like, hey man, I'm locked in here, uh, and and there is nothing I guess to gain unless somebody else shows up and is like they throw well and they're like, man, that's the guy we really want, and then you end up going to the crap team. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Joel Klatt, who. He has his top quarterback prospects of the last decade. Okay. So the Fox Sports and college football NFL draft analysts, check this out. He said Caleb Williams is his number one quarterback prospect of the last decade. Second, Trevor Lawrence. Third, Joe Burrow. Yes, we heard you test, test. (laughs) Fourth, Drake May. Okay. So just think about if you're you're going one or two, I, I, I know. North Carolina, maybe not the best track record of quarterbacks, but if you hear Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, and these two are sandwiched around them, that feels pretty good. But then also Bryce Young was fifth. So I don't know if you look at his rookie year and you'd be like, ooh, so not a perfect science. But 
clearly Joe Burrow is awesome, and Trevor Lawrence has been good. Well, very good. To say not a perfect science, I mean, just ask Broadus, like how, sure. how difficult he thinks it is to find to for, with quarterbacks because there's just so much to try and know about them. Uh, but where did you say Stroud was on that? Not in the top five. Interesting. Which makes sense because if Bryce Young is five. Then he probably didn't. I mean, very few people said C.J. Stroud was the best quarterback that you should take. Out Except of that for last you, year draft. you were definitely were the Fact. one. Fact. So I'll, I'll always give you credit for that. But I, I didn't think you could miss with either of them. But Stroud definitely jumped out right out of the gate. And it is just one year, so maybe Bryce Young can still make it happen. And then you look at Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. He he goes to the team. He and they have a lot of young players prime for it. Then they add Jamar Chase. They build a good defense. You go look at J- Trevor Lawrence's situation, his first year, a flop with a coach. Yes. And he's had to kind of refigure it all out since then. Now, since we mentioned Trevor Lawrence, obviously we have to go to Mike at Nolan Ryan Field. Have they begun to play ball? John Gray is finishing up his warm-up pitches. Just this is really exciting for me. He's going to face major league hitters. So he's going to face Nate Lowe, Leody Tavares, Adolis Garcia, and Evan Carter, but in the infield at third base is Ezekiel Durand, who's playing shortstop because Corey Seager's hurt. Playing shortstop right now is a giant of a man, except he's not a man. He's just a kid. It's 18-year-old Sebastian Walcott. Walcott? Shut up. (laughs) First pitch to Nate Lowe, dotted fastball, strike one. Kisner's catching. Told you he'd throw some fastballs, Kevin. Man, I really want Walcott <laughs> to do something amazing. You want him like, to do like a Derek Jeter play from the from the hole the, deep in the hole at shortstop. But but then we all have to be like, calm down. He's not playing <laughs> this year or next year. But like, what if gonna, he could? I know. Spell Corey Seager with with Sebastian Walcott. How amazing Look, would that be? Off, he's going to start off obviously in a ball, but he is every bit of six three or six four. He is a tall man at shortstop. Does he look, not out of place, but does he look disproportionately big to the rest of the infielders no. then? He has, he has a man's body. He's, <laughs> he's an 18-year-old and a 25-year-old body. You know what's, a, what's amazing, too, about that is, like, Corey Seager's a big shortstop. Like he's a, he's a large – most of those guys, you usually see them, they're kind of – they're pretty lanky or thin or whatever. Corey Seager's a big dude for the shortstop yes. position. No, that is true. By the way, I like this. The position this. has changed over the years. That is very true. Uh, you want, I would just want him to stand next to Ozzie Smith. <laughs> Sebastian Walcott next to Ozzie Smith. And Scott Fletcher. Is from the 682, hearing the birds chirping in the background is awesome. I'm glad that you guys like that. I love it. We've moved the window up and down a couple of times depending on the other noise the happening blower. around here. But, yeah, we are live at spring training, and we want to bring you guys the atmosphere as well. All right, let's dip back into a football story. Then we will be going back to Mike is, hey, Eric Bieniemy said, I did not get fired. I quit to go to UCLA. All right. First of all, good for him. He signed a, I think, a two-year deal, I want to say, to be the offensive coordinator at UCLA. Do you think that is probably the way it played out? Do you think this is a semantical discussion of they're like, hey, yeah, we could keep you on as like a quality assistant to the director of the control program. Yeah, assistant to the assistant director. Yeah. That's how you that's how you rock that. And then uh, just let him do that and just kind of exist as part of it. 
could this be I, I don't know do you feel like now the the ship has sailed on him getting a head coaching job which is unfortunate because i wanted to see how it was going to go but now he's going to college not to say that you can't still move back up we've seen that before yeah i think i think those I mean, you're obviously we you see gms make decisions based on uh your resume you know how often do you hear the joneses say look man he's he's got a super bowl he should have had another super bowl when it comes to Dan Quinn, uh, and and you have you have those opportunities. I think if you go to college, you show your continued work. You show you're willing to evolve a little bit too, uh, and keep those connections. Then yeah, that I think you can. Maybe so though, Kevin. Just because as you're watching the new NFL thing happen, different coaches and their approaches are different. Now, Mike, we're going to go back to you where we have Sebastian Walcott news for you. He's still a couple of weeks away from turning 18. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he, I mean, I'm like, please hit it to short. Please hit it to short. Uh, so far, Nate Lowe struck out on a 2-2 uh, split finger, and then on the second pitch, Adolis Garcia hit a line drive to left field for a base hit, and now it is 0-1 to Evan Carter right now. So that's this is super fun, guys. Thanks for letting me watch this game. Yeah, no problem. Dude. Are you, I'm assuming you're rooting for Evan Carter in this situation because you've spent thousands. Yeah, dude, I've spent like a thousand bucks on him the last week <laughs> on baseball cards. Two thoughts on that. One, uh, are we concerned now about Nate Lowe after yeah, the strikeout? He's, he's done. Also, two, I, I love that Mike can say he struck out on a split finger just by Mike's eyes. Like, that's yes. like this is kind of stuff you're going to get on TV as Mike knows pitches, man. He knows what he's looking at. So just think about what we're doing right now. We're in the broadcast booth uh -huh. with the windows open as there will be a Royals game starting here in about an hour and a half at spring training, the home of the defending champion, world, uh, the world champion, Texas Rangers, while we attempt to do our regular show. In the meantime, mm -hmm. we've also dispatched Mike Basick, a former major league pitcher who pitched for the Rangers to go to the backfield to watch Ranger versus Ranger action going on and he can identify the pitches straight away while he's rooting for Evan Carter. Yeah, and if you're watching on the Twitch or YouTube, you're getting to meet Ruben right now as he is sitting in uh, Mike's it, chair. Also, if you're worried about Evan Carter, he's worked it to three and one, so I'm assuming this will be a strike he takes to get it to full count Carter. But if you're also worried about his injury, he is his playing forearm, right now yeah. today. I was a little concerned about it, but okay. now that I know he's already – Makes the play easy, throws it to first in your face, Evan Carter. Sebastian Walcott, <laughs> the greatest shortstop ever. The 21-year-old hit it to the 17-year-old. Man, it, man, it wasn't that a double play, though. It wasn't hit well enough, so Adolis does get to second base. Um, just think, just think yeah. about it. That hit from Carter to Walcott, those two combined are younger than Max Scherzer. <laughs> 21 and 17? That's awesome. That, that you know, one of the things I love, too, is – we were talking with Duffy this morning, and he just looked down, and he was like, and then the kids, man. Like, look at the kids. They're nasty. Those dudes are all ballers. And, like, every – I think every – I don't know how about this. Mike. We, we might have more time for this later. But all of these veteran players look at these young players right now, and they're just like, "We, this is great for us. Like, this is great. This is a great thing. A lot of times you're trying – you know, you're kind of maybe a little – iffy on yeah, the younger yeah. players but they all think they can ball would you mike like to stay out there for another segment and keep corresponding with us like this i do i mean this is really fun by the way leote hit a long fly ball to center field but the young man ran i don't know who's in center field the young guy ran it down so it is three outs but 
I love watching this, but if you guys want me to come back up there, I'll come back up there. No, no. Why Get don't that you, man a roster? Yeah, why don't you I stick think, out? I'm not the... 100% sure. I think Owen White is pitching for the other team, so I Ooh. could give you a little bit of Owen White news. Absolutely. Maybe he was just throwing a pen, but I'll tell you in a minute. All right, stick out there. Give us some more insight. We'll also do Wanker of the Weekend. Who is the best at being the worst this weekend? And, hey, there's Richard Sherman again. Let's talk about it next. Well, not here because, you know, he's busy. We'll talk about it next live from Surprise on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're live at Texas Rangers Spring Training in Surprise as the world champions get their defense started. Now, we're going to work in some Wanker of the Weekend here, mm-hmm. and we've already got several submissions. However, we need to take you also back to Nolan Ryan Field, where Mike Bassick is on the watch, on the call. Wyatt Langford in the break, stepped up to the plate. What happened? Well, Tinoco's pitching for the Rangers, and he looked great. I'm telling you, look, I don't have a gun here, but it looked close to 100 miles an hour what he was pumping and he got into a 2-2 situation and threw a slider uh, middle down to Lankford uh, to strike him out. So uh, Lankford looked the part up there, but, you know, unfortunately, when you make a good pitch, it's tough to hit. That's for sure. That is for sure. And Tinoco had his outing. He, I think he was the second one out uh, in the first game with Evaldi on the bump the other day, and he had a really a pretty good outing as well the other day. I think all the all the guys that were following up, even Jack Leiter, went out there and threw up all zero. So that was nice. Now, man. Now, real quick, I do want to pass the phone for just a second. Oh. I have a super fan ready to say hello to you guys. Hello. Hello. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mike just hung up on us. That wasn't a funny joke, Mike. That was kind of rude. Mike did just pull an amazing bit on (laughs) us. He's like, hey, you guys stay right there. I got somebody for you. Well, actually, you know what? This happens all the time, Kevin. I don't know if it happens with you as an Android user, but a lot of times Adrian will see something funny on her phone and then hand me the phone. And when I grab it, I end up, like, clearing the screen, and I'm like, I don't know what just happened. Now, so. Mike, were you doing a bit and you hung up yeah. on us, or do you really have no, a super fan? I'm sorry. I do have Dawn right <laughs> here, so let me hand, hand the phone real quick. <laughs> what's up, guys? Y'all can hear me now, right? What's Dawn, up, Dawn? What's going on? Hey, spring training it out. This is my seventh season, and it's just such a blessing to be out here, especially with the world champion Texas Rangers. Did you ever think we would well, be able to claim ourselves as world champions? Well, yeah, you know me. You know me. You know my faith <laughs> lied in what these boys was doing last year. And I I had a good feeling that once Bochy came in the house and at the trade deadline when things did what it did, I knew we had a chance. And I'm so proud of this team. And I just wanted to say that I love you guys. And I'm toloing all the way out here. In Surprise, Arizona, listening through listening through the Odyssey app. Love you guys, and let's go Rangers. Fantastic <laughs> stuff from Dawn right there. You know she wanted to say let's go Rangers a lot louder I, than that. Absolutely, but I appreciate it. And that's, that's, that's one of the things, Mike, that we were talking about on the backfield is people, you, you have people back there that are able to catch a glimpse of things. And, you know, you just said Owen White was – throwing uh throwing a pen john gray's out there sebastian walcott's playing the field Wyatt langford is up at bat it's it sounds tremendous what uh any other updates what are you looking at right now 
uh, Adolis Garcia, after getting a hit off of John Gray in the first inning, in the second inning, it's a, it's a rotation of six major league hitters. So Adolis got to hit again off of John Gray, and John Gray struck him out with a breaking ball down and away. Mm, very now, nice. Now, just to tell you the atmosphere, all the Ranger fans right now are just on the fence or kind of in the kind of, you know, I call them high school bleachers watching the game. But there's also like, there's like minor three rows of fans. bleachers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's like four minor leaguers that people are just standing next to watching the game with, too. Evan Carter <laughs> hits the ball so well crazy. into the gap, and he just hit a home run. Evan Carter just went deep. What? Yeah. So so he just how ex- went. Uh, how excited right are you right field. now, Mike? Uh, I'm going to buy another black number to 73. <laughs> Why not? Let's just drop another 300. <laughs> his, I mean, the value in his no, cards was- just went up based off that home run. Yeah, it was a. I believe it was a two-one count. That was a fastball closer to center field than right field. Probably about, I would guess, four hundred feet. I, I I have a question for you about that, Mike, because you just said two-one count. I know you got a three-one count earlier, and then he grounded out. But on the two-one count, how much does that matter right now during spring training, or is it more about just seeing ball hitting ball? You're just trying to see pitches right now. If a pitcher is on, you're going to have the advantage. These guys. If you listen to former major leaguers like Sean Casey, and I'm just bringing him up for an example, he'll tell you that 85 miles an hour looks 105 right now. You're just trying to get used to the speed, but the more you see, the better your eye picks it up and the slower, you know, 95 looks. I'm not saying it looks slow, but it just takes time for your eyes to recognize uh, the pitch again, because obviously it is coming in at a high velocity, but uh, it's, it's pretty quick. I mean, that was pretty awesome to see Evan Carter do that. Man, now, are those fences are regulation fences out there on the backfield. That's a good question. So this, so this field, this is the Nolan Ryan field. It is constructed at, uh, the same way the ballpark in Arlington is constructed. So you have the wedgie down the right field line at 329. So they didn't, they didn't change the construction of the fence when they built this in early 2000s. Uh, they built it the same dimensions as uh, the ballpark in Arlington. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Well done right there. And well done, Evan Carter. Also, we're mixing in some wanker of the weekend, and I wanted to throw out $50. One... Oh, my God. <laughs> Thrifty rental car is the worst. Oh, man. They, look, they they are the worst because we talk, by the time I finally got to the front of the line, there this lady goes, oh, there's our manager. Here's here's my issue, and I, and I got a form letter essentially back from Thrifty on uh, Twitter. Is <laughs> you know what time you've set these rentals for? Like you should probably be able to kind of figure this out, or maybe more have more than two people. But here's something that I think is worse. Somebody on Twitter that went by the handle at Tom and Marty's said. For every like this tweet gets in the next 24 hours, I will bet $5 on Carl Yuan to win the Mexico Open. Well, it got 1,315 likes. Okay. Which means he ended up wagering $6,575 on Juan to win the Mexico Open. Okay. After round one. He was 65th out of 132 golfers. And look like it's going too well. A robust eight shots off the lead. Now, he did make the cut. However, he ended up finishing tied for 52nd place 
15 shots off the lead. So because of this tweet, this dude ended up dropping more than $6,000. Oh, my gosh. On this golfer. Yeah. Who was not particularly close in contention to He had the money, though, right? Long. Obviously, he has the money to be able to drop 6K I, like that. I guess. I like was, I'm going to need that for some mortgage payment and stuff like that. You know? I thought I was going to look at his account. He would have, like, you know. 300,000 followers. He's got 7,600 followers, so it's not nothing, but it's also maybe not what I would have guessed for the guy who's like, hey, let's just put random golf bets up on the board. I kind of so. like that idea. If I had the money to do it, he's he's probably looks at that $6,000 as an investment in his Twitter account. Okay. You know, because right. doesn't Twitter pay you now if you're uh, if you're yeah, like, I don't you know if, $7 a month? I don't know if this will get the traction to make that worthwhile, but fair enough. All right. Back to you, Mr. Mike Bassick at the Nolan Ryan Field. What are the latest updates following the Evan Carter home run? Are you on eBay trying to buy more cards, or are you paying attention to the game? Unfortunately, I can't put down my phone right now to go buy more Evan Carter rookie cards, but uh, he struck out the next guy, and then I believe on a 3-1 count, walked Leody Tavares. Josh Smith is up right now with two outs, and then Wyatt Langford's on deck. Ooh. Now, Mike, I told you this in the break, but for people listening from the 254, how envious are you of this? I pulled a 2024 Evan Carter Gold Postseason Auto number to 25 this weekend. Oh my That's gosh. from the 254. Super excited. Mike, do you think how excited do you think you would be if you pulled said card? Super pumped. I do not open up packs because I don't like 99% of the stuff I yeah. get out of it, yeah, I yeah. usually just spend my money getting what I want. So I'm like, hey, it's going to cost, you know, $85 for a box of tops. So I'm like, well, I'd rather spend, you know, 50 bucks on a Evan Carter card I really want than get, I don't know, uh, 150 cards that I'm not sure I'm going to want at all. And then, the, but this is part of the appeal of chasing the boxes, chasing the packs is you get a Evan Carter, essentially gold rookie card, autograph number yeah. 25. Yeah, probably a $1,000 card. So for $85, you hit a $1,000 card. Congratulations to Tim. Very well done right there. All right. Who did you say? I know you said Wyatt Langford was uh, on deck. Who is up right now? Josh Smith uh, flew out to right field. And so now Wyatt Langford is coming up, but he will face uh, Tinoco. Okay. Excellent. Hopefully he hits like a rocket in the hole between short and third. Sebastian Walcott then dives, backhands it, gets up, throws 133 miles an hour to first base for an out. So we like everything we see. We see a hard hit ball, and then we see the 17-year-old make an unbelievable play and get uh, Langford out. By the way, Wyatt Langford, because we saw him in Waxahachie at Work Collectibles, but watching him and seeing him in baseball pants, he uh, he has Mike Trout type of thighs. Like, he looks yeah. like a linebacker. Yeah, he definitely is. He look, In a baseball uniform, he looks thicker. Yeah. Outstanding. I wasn't checking out his thighs at the card shop, but I am checking out his thighs here. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate the insight very, very much. If you want to make your way back here, Corey, do we think, or do we need more reporting? Um, hey, he can I'll come, come back. On back. I'll, yeah, I just want to watch stuff happen. Maybe hit shortly. one. Fair enough. Fair enough, indeed. Coming up next, we have to talk about this, and it's a little agitating. Why aren't the 2024 Rangers getting more national respect?
We'll talk about it next, live from Surprise on 105 through the fan. Big thighs. Huge <laughs> thighs. Meaty thighs. He does. He has meaty thighs. Meaty. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.